August 30th, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. And so, since God in His mercy has given us, Paul and his co-workers, this wonderful ministry, we never give up. We reject all shameful and underhanded methods. We do not try to trick anyone, and we do not distort the Word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know that. If the good news we preach is veiled from anyone, it is a sign that they are perishing. Satan, the god of this evil world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, so they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news that is shining upon them. They don't understand the message we preach about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. We don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach Christ Jesus the Lord. All we say about ourselves is that we are your servants because of what Jesus has done for us. For God, who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made us understand that this light is the brightness of the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. But this precious treasure, this light and power that now shine within us, is held in perishable containers, that is, in our weak bodies. So everyone can see that our glorious power is from God and is not our own. We are pressed on every side by troubles. We are not crushed and broken. We are perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. Through suffering, these bodies of ours constantly share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be obvious in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but it has resulted in eternal life for you. Psalm 44 Verses 1 through 8. As we read here, we'll see that the nation was facing a crisis. And it seemed that God had forsaken his people and was helping the enemy. Israel was a scattered people, shamed and scorned. What do you do when it looks like God is on the side of the enemy? Well, you remember what God did. This does not mean living in the past, but learning from the past. Your situation may be painful, but God has not changed. He can still work wonders and glorify His name. Another thing you do is you trust Him. If you trust your own resources, you will fail. Sometimes God allows defeat just to remind you that you must trust Him and Him alone. And one more thing, you remain faithful to Him, come what may. Remember Satan's lie about Job? Is yours a, a commercial faith? Are you faithful to God only because He does good things for you? God tests your faith to see if it's sincere. Trust Him, even though you may not fully understand what He's doing. The Word of God is the revelation of God. This is The Bible is God's revelation of Himself. That simply means that God has allowed us to glimpse, to take a glimpse of who He is. He's pulled back the veil to show us what He's like. 
So we see how he's revealed himself in prophecy, in narration, in all of these things. We see how God's revealed himself. So what do we have? We have the living word of God. This is God's holy word. This is the word that God has given us as an instruction book. This is how we're to live. He gives it to us so that we'll understand what he's like, what he's about. He gives it to us so we'll understand how we're to live. Now, it's interesting that all back down through the centuries, haven't always had all this at the same time. And now we have it from Genesis to Revelation. We have God's full revelation of all that he wants us to know and all that we need to know. And you know what? It's been criticized for centuries. People have rationalized it away and said it can't be, it can't be some revelation of some God because it's got all these errors in it. So that's one way they've said it. They've criticized it and said, well, you know, it's full of myths. And uh, besides that, man wrote it. And if man wrote it, man makes mistakes. And therefore, because man makes mistakes, you can't put your faith in it. And therefore, the liberalists said, well, you know, it doesn't really, believe, doesn't really mean this. The first 11 chapters of Genesis are all myth. The book of Revelation is a mythology of John, so therefore you can't put your faith in that. And it's interesting to me that the people who don't believe it and can't live by it are not happy. They don't have any contentment and no security. They certainly don't have any eternal security. And what do they have? They don't have anything. One thing about this book, you can't shake it. Listen, they've burned it. Uh, they've criticized it. They've rationalized it. They've tried to mythologize it. You name it. You know what? Here it is. Still doing what? Still saving people's lives. Still bringing us into a right relationship with God. It's still the living Word of God. It's going to be here when every atheist and every agnostic and every unbeliever and every so-called destroyer, when they're dead and gone, it's still the living Word of God. When you and I get to heaven, it'll still be the unshakable living Word of the living God.